0: It's sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single in a relationship or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six-month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today I'm here with Mercedes Terrell. Many know this incredible woman from the world of MMA, where she spent over 12 years as a very sexy ring girl for Bellator, but she's currently changing the world through her podcast, The Magic Hour, where she dives deep with psychologists, MMA fighters, spiritual shamans, sex experts, and other masters of unexpected realms uncover exactly how we go about stepping into our highest selves Uh, Setting an extraordinary example of how to turn what some might call a one-dimensional career path into a multifaceted calling. She's navigating the risky waters of the highly controversial social media platform OnlyFans, where she boldly displays her unique mixture of sexy seductress, tempting men from across the globe, and brazen philosopher, guiding men toward embodying their inner kings. Uh, Mercedes, it is so great to be here with you. I had so much fun when I was on your podcast, so thank you for having me, and thank you for being here with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to see your face again.
0: Yeah, it's so great to see you and to just have this conversation. I really want to get into so much of what you're doing because um, especially when we're talking about like the OnlyFans account, do you mind if we just go there?
1: Go go wherever we want to go for sure. All right, it's your show. <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs>
0: so I'm like really curious about what you're doing and how you're doing this and. I'm. I mean, I love it for one, but I'm also so curious from a personal perspective because being on platforms like Instagram and Facebook, like we really have to censor ourselves. We have to be so careful about what we say, what we do. Um, but then there's like there really is so much stigma around something like OnlyFans, and it's like okay, so I'm a sex educator, and I want to be educating people about sex, but to me, that also means like showing up in my full power as a sexual woman and like being as sexy as I want. And so, you know, how are you navigating that on, on OnlyFans where it seems like they're looking specifically for porn?
1: Yeah, I think so. So just to like back up a little bit on how I got there in the first place, it's, maybe my story is a little bit similar to yours as i remember it um in the sense that i grew up in a very catholic family with a lot of shame around specifically around sexuality of course and and then of course you know when you have that type of repression happening in your young life, you usually find ways to try to heal that in your later life. So I think through my journey of coming into modeling, then that turning into sexy modeling, you know, and little by little, like just dipping my toe in that pool of, can I, can I taste this a little bit? Can I, you know, dance with the shame and see if it's really as, uh, you know, if I'm going to burn in the pit of hell or not here. And I think little by little, I just tested the waters and tested the waters. I had different influences that were called into my life that allowed me to do that. I had different opportunities that allowed me to do that. um, And I took them. And then of course, I also pushed a lot of opportunities away. Like I didn't shoot for Playboy when they approached me. I didn't, you know, I didn't go over the boundary that I was comfortable in, in that moment, which is always something I think everyone should, you know, play within their own boundaries, wherever they're at, whenever that is. Um, But then actually when Corona hit, Corona virus, COVID hit, I took this like specific instruction, I guess you could say from all that was going on in that to go inward. And so I took the first, really the first five months where we were kind of in the lockdown phase of it all. And I uh, hired a new therapist that I saw every week for the entire five months. I'm still seeing her now, but you know, that was like my hardcore, okay, this was my goal. I'm going to do this for five months straight and see what comes from it. And then I also dream journaled for five months straight every single morning, which is like, a something I always knew, um uh, well dreaming was something I always knew for me was one of my like gifts or it was ex- so extremely vivid that I knew I needed to like use it for something. And so I decided to take the Jungian process of dream journaling and incorporate that into my own like introspective therapy. And so after the five months, you know, make long story short, I basically came through that with a lot of different healings, but one of them was healing shame around my sexuality. And you think, oh, this girl's been a ring girl and modeling, sexy modeling, bikini modeling for a long time. Like how much shame can she have around her sexuality? I actually like to like flip that on its head because most of the girls that I know in this industry have a ton of shame around sexuality. And that's why they pick this even subconsciously, why they pick this route because they needed to be around something, you know, we're drawn to what we have the most shame around. This is why we have fetishes. You know, this is why we're called to so, so many things call into our life because we need to heal. And so, um, yeah, for me, it was just like finally getting that little piece of the puzzle put in place through COVID, you know, the the silver lining of all this for me, uh, the lockdown for me was that I really had to sit inside literally and, and look at my shit and figure out where I was still trying to grasp that some, um, like a fantasy of what my persona here on this planet was supposed to be doing. And I came to this realization. I was like, Personally, I'm already doing the things, like a lot of the things that I love, you know, working in an industry I love with MMA and modeling and being sensual and sexy in front of a camera and that being like part of my exchange with the world. The realization that happened was that that's actually okay, (laughs) like, and not shameful. And like, I can stand in that and also be like, Yeah, I I am a sexy being. I am a sexual being. I like sex also. And I like feeling sexy subjectively. Objective, you know, people objectifying me doesn't fucking matter to my life. Like I'm subjectively feeling sexy in my own body. And then I can also at the same time be a woman who has intelligence and is super into psychology and philosophy and, you know, all the things we get into on the podcast. I can do both of those things and that's okay. And if I can hold it, then I knew that other people in the world could hold it. And so from there, I basically accumulated, um, and designed really, I like to say my calling, which is this idea of like bringing men through channels like only fans and other channels where it might be sexuality on the forefront. And, um, even with only fans, you know, especially with the porn industry or strippers or you know, people who are already uh, consumerizing sexuality on the forefront. But even if I'm not doing the quote unquote pornography, because I do consider myself a sex worker in the sense that, yeah, I'm selling sexuality, you know, it's just to my degree of comfort with it. Um, so bringing men through that channel, especially sometimes women as well, but mainly men come through my channel and with the sexuality piece on the forefront yes they come to you know look and be excited by or they have a fetish of you know something that is intriguing for them that i i draw them to but then the ones that sit there with me very much like your audience saros they get to also get the other piece which is hey can we do introspective work together can we can i be a mirror for you and you can deep dive into what you've really been needing to look at which is you know a lot of the time, it's almost actually, I'd say all the time, it's, they're coming to my page for the sexy piece, but they're staying for the intimacy piece, because that's really what we're all seeking under it all. And so when men make that connection, I feel fulfilled, because I'm in my purpose, working through my calling, and I'm getting back, you know, from them, that, that idea of Holy shit, I can I can do both. I did heal this thing and it actually is working in the world as my gift. So it's just been this beautiful full circle thing. So that's how I got on OnlyFans. <laughs>
0: No, that's great. And I'm so glad to hear your story because I mean, it's literally something that I'm in the middle of right now is this whole discussion with um, my social media manager as like, okay, should I get on OnlyFans and really tone it down on Instagram so that we don't get shut down there. And, you know, and it's just, and then when you were coming on the show and I was reading your bio, I was like, Oh my God, I can't wait to talk to Mercedes about this and like get your perspective. Um, Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, it's definitely been similar for me on Instagram where, you know, it is like the pictures. like, I I don't even have pictures that are really that sexual or sexy. Like there are definitely women on there that are doing a lot more, but I think it's just because of um, content around men's sexuality that I get targeted as, um, you know, something that maybe I'm not because, it is, I mean, I'm a sex educator. I'm, I'm a sex coach. I'm working with people to help them heal just, you know, the way you're you're talking. Um, but me as an individual, like, I enjoy dressing sexy. I like having the boobies. I like, you know, like, yeah. and, and for me, that's a fun expression of who I am. But exactly, like you said, it's not all of who I am. Like, there's so much more as well that, like, you know, I enjoy... Um, definitely enjoy science so much like evolution, evolutionary biology and um, psychology, all these things. And um, so, yeah, but thank you for sharing that. How, how have you um, dealt with like your image and then also having a relationship?
1: Oh yeah. Um, So you mean my image in this sexy, realm of it yeah right. that's you know let's put it this way um i think even my bio is like on a mission to awaken modern man or i don't know what i the way i would i i kind of that's even normalized from the baby more woo woo place i take it which is usually around like wanting to help men step into their inner king um, if i was to choose to date someone who was so far from stepping into his inner king, it would look like me with a, you know, narcissist or, um, someone who's just extremely jealous and, and can't figure out how to hold the fact that I'm a loyal lover, right. That I am a loyal person in relationship, maybe even loyal to a fault. We can get into that. It's a whole nother subject, but, um, and also that I, yeah, I am a sexual being and that I am going to openly be a sexual being because that's my right, by being born here in this body in this time right so i mean that's the question is almost archaic in the sense of it's a great question so not to take away from from your question at all because i think it needs to be asked and needs to be answered over and over and over until we can come to a place right as a society where we have healed this this wound but the the question is archaic in the sense that we were asking, which is the same thing, right? Like, why do you believe in this thing that we're all repressing in you? Why do you believe you're this wild woman who has, you know, who's an oracle who can actually help people heal through your methods or whatever. And they're going, because it's true, because it's the truth. That's why not because uh, I'm making up a story in my mind, and I'm a crazy person, a crazy woman, you know, it's because it's the truth. This is alchemical this is what we're here to do um and so when you ask the question like how do i how do i get in a relationship and also hold this career choice because it's true, and so if if a man is going to come into my life, he's going to have to be able to hold the truth, and that's what a king does. He's able to hold the truth, um, and so for me, and and I'm married, so my husband who has his own struggles. I'm not going to like paint him as this you know god of a man and 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 a king above all kings because he's not. He's also doing his work, and we're doing our work together, and that's part of what relational, uh, you know, healing relational trauma looks like, and. The thing about it is that he is a man who is choosing to do work, you know and is choosing to 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 uh, walk towards his inner king if you want to keep using that analogy. but um, so I think it's like it's like this. I can be in a relationship and hold this career choice because I choose someone who is able to do their own work. <laughs> like it always comes back to our own introspective work i think um i've been with many men in the past who were not willing to do their work and by the way i wasn't willing to do my work at the time either so we were probably a great match and i'm so glad i was with all of those people that got me to where i am today because that's how i got here um and that led me to doing my own work because i saw a pattern that where i just was crashing and burning over and over again or you know choosing the same man over and over again um which is why I chose to do it differently (laughs) this time around and who knows what that means long term um, for anybody I guess like doing your work changes shit and that's why we're so afraid of it you know doing introspective work is going to stir shit up in your relationship in your own life in yourself you might come out of it with a different perspective and we're sometimes I'm sometimes afraid of how I'm gonna change. Like, what if I wanna choose something different later? It gets scary, because it's unknown. But at the same time, I'm choosing truth. And that's like the kind of core thing is coming back down to, okay, I um, might have hiccups in my relationship because of my career choice, but if I find that the things that I'm choosing in my career are because it's the true gift I'm here to give this world, then I choose that like every fucking time over my relationship. If my relationship isn't in line with the truth. I don't know if that was so kind of esoteric <laughs> of a concept there, but yeah, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Maybe you can bring it back together. Cause I know you're, you're really good at like bringing these esoteric concepts back to reality, like onto the the human plane. And I'm not so great at it. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> No, I mean,
0: you You said it so well. I, I get asked the question myself all the time, and I was curious to hear your answer, which is why I asked. And my answer is typically well, it just weeds out, it easily weeds out all the wrong ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, Quick, too. And, oh, yeah. So fast. Like you can just sense that insecurity. And know where it's headed, and like okay, next, like I've actually found for me that it's a lot easier to date women than it is to date men um women like it just is a non issue they don't even ask about it. like I can date a woman for like two or three months, and like my job will, like hardly ever even come up. they don't even ask about like what I'm doing. Men, if I'm on a dating site, literally nine times out of 10, the first question I get from them is about my job. And yeah, it's so interesting. And so like, I mean, I like both. And so a lot of times I'm like, damn, it's just easier to be with women. I just don't have to deal with all of that. So, um, but I will still, you know, enjoy fucking men.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I believe we're all Soulmates in waiting, I guess is what I call it. But you know, we're not all going to align on this certain time and space while we're here in this you know physical body, as you know me as Mercedes right now. I'm not necessarily going to align with the next guy who walks in the door on a, on that level. But I believe with enough time, energy, introspective work, you know, whatever you want to call it, all the things that create alignment. um, when that can happen, those two souls will align, you know, and that's, I believe what a soulmate is. So I, I don't know why, I guess, I guess what you're saying there brings it up just because it's like a, it's a way to process that we're getting into relationship or are worried about our relationship. Um, I don't know what I want to say here because of all of these external factors, but it's really just comes down to like, am I in my truth? Because if I am, I'm going to call in exactly the right person. They're not going to have, they might have questions, but they're going to be accepting the questions are going to be, energy bringing like positive energy bringing you know they're going to have questions about the work because they want to know how you're gifting to the world and if you're aligned in your own being you're going to be trustworthy like you're going to literally have an aura of trustworthiness it's not going to be a mystery of what she's doing now and it, and I don't get that question you know my husband doesn't ever question my loyalty we have there's a lot of reasons for that he's known me for a long time now we've worked together on a lot of things so he knows you know what I, how I act in life, how I walk in life. So, um, but even without that, like you're saying, like someone knew you're dating, you're going to, you're going to feel it very quickly. And if you're feeling it over and over, and even though you later realize, like maybe that you dated a person, you know, and you were like, Oh, he, he was actually trustworthy in the long run. And I just saw that I was the one getting jealous. That's your work, that's your responsibility to figure out why are you reacting in a jealous way? Why are you reactive generally instead of being response able, you know, like coming from a place of response. And it's that simple. Like it's so it's so simple, but we make it so freaking complicated. Right,
0: yeah. yeah oh yeah just doing our, our own work and you're absolutely right like it does it comes down to the personal development work over and over and over and just looking at where we can improve like if I'm getting triggered in an area about something okay what what do I need to work on there because triggers cover trauma and like it means that there's still something there that I need to heal and yeah it's not about putting it in somebody else's lap as you know to like this is their issue or their problem it's stuff in me you know and maybe they are contributing to it of course like it it doesn't necessarily mean it's all my fault but it definitely is showing me what I still need to heal and like where maybe it's just where I need to have better boundaries with somebody like you know if somebody keeps coming into my life and I'm having the same issues and maybe I have done my work around it. Like maybe it's that point where it's just, okay, it's time for very, very clear boundaries with this person. So um,
1: something to be so thankful for too, in relationship is like where someone brings up our shit that we need to look at, you know, instead of go, you're doing that blame, 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 project, project, project like you. Oh no, it's, this wouldn't be a problem if you didn't do that thing. It's like, probably you still have responsibility in there that you need to figure out what, how much is yours? How much is theirs? Be honest, you know, and then take responsibility for the shit that's yours.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. So what do you mean when you are talking about awakening the modern man? Like how are you working with men in this
1: area? Yeah. Awakening the modern man for me means it's really, I don't know, like three or four simple, not so simple but also very simple core steps. Um, And the first one is shadow work. It's doing the, you know, shadow work comes, it's a Jungian term, but the idea is really just that we all have a dark side. We all have this duality, right? We have, you hear everybody talking about positivity and the light and like being this light worker and all this. And the reality is that we, in order to have any kind of light, you got to have darkness. Like you have to have that contrast in order to, to, to walk around this world with the with a being a big beaming lighthouse or whatever, you have to also have worked through your demons, you know, your darkness, the the dragons that you're that are living inside of you. And those things all come from, usually a lot of it comes from our young childhood, comes from, um, you know, any traumas that we've experienced along our walk in life. And uncovering what those are instead of just repressing them and shoving them down, which is what most of us do. And most of us, by the way, are taught to do, um, unfortunately. Once we can start becoming aware of those things and bringing them to the surface so that we can actually interact with them on a level of, uh, you know, the intention of wanting to heal or wanting to at least just address them, like just once you know, you can't go back from knowing. And that's why we're so afraid of just dipping our toe in the shadow work pool. But um, so for me, it's like the first thing, like if nothing else is looked at, because everything else will kind of, you know, domino effect come down the line. If we just focus on looking at our dark shit, like the places literally in our body, and you do a lot of somatic healing work with your, your clients, but like just feeling like this is a this is a magic trick we actually recorded yesterday on the show of, uh, I believe it comes from Peter Levine's work, but so it, it's like a shower situation. So you get in the shower, guys, you're used to getting in there and I don't know, you know, washing off quickly or masturbating or whatever your you know, mechanism is when you get in the shower. Take a moment to slow down enough to actually commune with your body and let the water of the shower hit your foot for instance and let it hit your foot and feel what your foot feels like when that sensation happens you know and then work your way up your you know your ankle your calf your knee your thigh and do the other leg etc up through your whole body and feel where there's places that are actually stuck energy where you don't feel sensation because that'll happen and you'll be like whoa like you know that biologically, it's not that you don't have nerve endings there, but there's some reason you don't really feel much there. You might have a numbness or maybe it's painful even, or, you know, there'll be something that's not, doesn't, it's not reasonable with the shower water hitting this part. Why does it react that way? Or doesn't react at all or whatever. And then stay there, you know, tap it. I don't know, smack it, whatever you got to do, wake this thing up and also sit with it for a minute. I like the shower. I don't love you guys, you know, using all the water up. I'm in SoCal. So it's like, (laughs) it's a desert here. (laughs) Turn off the water. If you're going to get deep into this therapy, but for yourself, but, you know, sit with that part that you notice some sort of dissonance to and, and conversate with it. I know that sounds strange, but that's good. It's because you haven't done it before. It's strange. Um, and sit with it and conversate with what comes up, like, just like, Hmm. This part of my, you know, shoulder has some sort of numbness to it. Why would that be? And just in silence, you know, you can do this for yourself. Just in silence, why would I not have sensation here, or why is there a dissonance here? Why am I not connecting to this part of my body? We don't, we're not in union, we're not aligned. And you'll be fucking shocked of what comes out of that. You might be. and, And by the way, what comes out? isn't necessarily specifically the thing, but it will lead you to the thing. It might be a distant reference, kind of like our dream state. We have all these weird things that come in our dreams. They're all distant references and distant analogies to what's sometimes actually trying to be shown to us. Sometimes it's more literal and it's obvious and you're like, oh yeah, that's the thing. You'll know when the truth hits you and it will come. You just have to commit to the practice of of this. And so, you know, your shoulder tells you, you had this injury and since then that trauma that you had, in baseball, I don't know, you know, we didn't connect back to it. It was painful and we didn't actually get to finalize the, end of whatever that trauma looked like. Like maybe you ended up going, getting shoulder surgery. And then during the surgery, your body's under anesthesia and you don't actually get to react to the fear of the fact that you're going under the blade, you know, that you're going to go into surgery. And now you're in this situation where you're kind of locked into your body and you have to just grit through and bear it. You don't ever get to like shake it out. You know, you don't ever get to do what the animal part of you, because you are an animal, normally would do which you see animals do it all the time they get up they shake it off they do deep breathing they do deep breathing like (laughs) if we could just take that concept and incorporate it in their human body or animal body and then they get that all the way through them the trauma passes through them the energy you know energy emotion energy in motion traumas this emotion all these things have to pass through us but we have to do the practice to allow it to fully pass and so I don't I'm even sure where I was going but just this idea of like reconnecting with our body and what I call remembering like literally taking these different members these different archetypes and parts of our psyche and parts of our physical body and remembering them like realigning them putting them back into alignment so that we are this full spectrum human that we were that allows us really to have a full spectrum experience you know, all the joy, all the light, all the dark. Um, That is what awakening the modern man is about. It's about helping him see, first of all, that he needs to do shadow work because we all do. I've never met someone who doesn't need to do our work and it's constant and continual and it'll probably never end. You'll do it forever. And it's beautiful too, because what comes with it is the fact that you get to have more sensation because you looked at the numbness, the dark place, the demon, the thing that's ugly and you've been repressing because it looks like your dad who abused you or whatever. And you take it and you go, huh, that is part of me. And it's a super important part of me that makes me a whole person. And I can show up as that whole person once that's integrated. And it takes, you know, we're here just talking about it in a few sentences. It takes obviously a lot of of work. And so, yeah, awakening the modern man is just like, shaking him a little bit and going like, hey, dude, it's time to step in to your inner king because that's what you're here to do. That's your fucking dharma. That's your purpose. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> I'm ready, too. I, yeah, I love working with men and just seeing them go through this awakening process. Nothing makes me happier. Like, it's just so fucking beautiful and sexy to see them really in their power and like whereas the majority of what's displayed as masculinity in the world is really just like this insecurity covered by callousness and projected outwardly in anger, inwardly on depression. And like, but when you see a man who's like in his vibrancy and in his power and like just confident from the inside out rather than an external confidence trying to cover up, you know, the insecurities and all the stuff that Mm. you're talking about, it's so, so hot.
1: (laughs) It's the, it's literally the hottest thing. I mean, I was just talking a couple of days ago to a guy who, you know, outwardly from a, you know, if you didn't know this guy from Adam, you know, you, you just saw him on the street. I don't want to use the word regular cause I don't love it, but you know, a, a typical guy that not like, holy shit who's this guy with the sharp jawline and the buff muscles or whatever we think of as a, you know, some sort of, uh, Adonis, you know, male, um, what what do I want to call that? Like the, the, the Absolutely. ideal masculine or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to visualize here? Um, so this guy is, is not those things on the outer appearance. I think he's actually, it's weird because the more I know him, the more he f- somehow transforms in front of my eyes into that, because I think it's so mental and for women, it's even more mental, you know, like, We can literally make you look like a God every day of your waking life if you can act like a king in yourself, like (laughs) you're doing it for you, buddy, you know, you're doing it for you. And so, yeah, that, that like sexiness, that like raw thing that you cannot take away from a man that every single woman will be attracted to no matter what her type is, quote unquote, is the the fully integrated man right like the man who has done his introspective work or shadow work or whatever kind of work you want to call it but he's basically looked at his duality and he has integrated the demons instead of worrying that he's he if he looks too closely at his demons he might become darth vader no bro <laughs> you are darth vader you are darth You're Luke. You're fucking both of them, and that's the most important thing. That's what allows you to be incredibly powerful and synergistic because you have just married your own soulmate. If you (laughs) I'm taking too many analogies here in one sentence, but you know you have brought together the the yin to your yang, and you when you marry those two, you are a force. Literally, the force. You know, to keep with the Star Wars metaphor, (laughs) but you are what All of us are seeking because that's what we're all trying to do here. So yes, it is more than sexy. It's it like it is God.
0: It is one of the saddest things that I come across is when men want to do this kind of work and the woman in their life, girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever it is, doesn't want them to. And they, choose to go along with whatever she says for whatever reason they all have different reasons for it valid or you know if it's their choice it's, it's valid right but like it just it really makes me sad because there is this whole idea in society of how and, and a lot of times it's true like that women are the ones leading the way with personal development and spirituality and we're wanting men to come along and men are just resistant but what I see in my work so often is men that are saying, I want to do this. And then the woman that they're with is holding, I can't say holding them back because they're allowing her to hold them back. It is, you know, there's a a dance there going on. Um, But it it happens a lot. And is that something that you come across?
1: It's so funny you bring it up because Yes, I, I think first of all it goes both ways, like you're saying, like it can come from either um, of the the people in the relationship. But I don't want to like categorize you with me, but I, I believe that women like us, we have a strong masculine, we have a developed masculine energy in us, um, which draws in and especially this work we're doing, cause this is bold fucking work. Like I, you have to have a warrior about you. You know what I mean? You have <laughs> to like, sometimes
0: I forget that too. Sometimes yeah. I forget, like, cause I just get used to it. I just do it every day. And then like, I have to step back and like, damn, like I am fucking doing like the warriors work trailblazing here. For sure. so sorry to interrupt you though. No, that, I'm,
1: I'm, that's, this is the conversation for sure. It's like, When you have decided, and which I can tell you have, and I know I have, you know, that I don't want to get too far off on the rabbit hole on this, but you know, it took me a long time to embody fully the masculine side of me. And I'm still trepidatious with it because it holds a weird like air of shame for me like oh I need to be this feminine woman don't be too sexy and also you need to you know be assertive and make sure you're independent um but also don't be a hardcore bitch and you know (laughs) all these different ways that you're getting pulled yeah because we have to hold both and we have to figure out what our proper balance is and I know from my like I can feel my own lineage or even maybe it's like genetic DNA, past life shit. I don't even need to go there because I know right now in my body currently on this lifetime, I am experiencing the fact that I have a fierce warrior about me. She sometimes is too blunt and a lot of people don't like her. And I have to, you know, sometimes I have to decide if I'm going to tiptoe around this person or if I'm going to just be like, sorry, bye. Like, sorry, not sorry. You know, I'm, this is me. And, and and so fi- I'm finding that ground still. And I think that's something important to point out to take us back to your original question about like this dance between men and women in relationship and when someone's trying to do their work and then the other one wants to hold them back. You and I Sarah Rose are doing the work of, of the warrior, right, in the forefront, like we're being bold enough to go, People aren't gonna like that I have my sexuality on the forefront and also saying, well I'm also an you know intelligent person who can help men through this journey and it's not about like shaming me along the way somehow that's gonna help me do that like <laughs> the reality is we all actually have the same goal. yeah, we do want men to rise to their highest good and step into their inner kings if we really stop and think about it. but what about that makes us uncomfortable is the fact that if they change, we have to fucking. Step up into our inner queens. And that's scary as shit for some women. And when they see someone like you or I who's like stepping in, you know, to her fucking Beyonce or whatever you want to call it, you know, who's like, yeah, I am going to be a queen. Can you hold that? A lot of people are like, fuck no, she's just a slut. And she's, you know, there's nothing sacred about this. And the reality is, yeah, you're going to name me Mary Magdalene today, you know? the whore, but she's also the holy woman. And only a king, like if you want to use that analogy, so I keep skipping around from one to the next, but only a king like Jesus in this scenario with Mary Magdalene can hold her, right? And that's the whole biblical story. I'm not religious in any regards. I hope that doesn't turn off any atheists or (laughs) agnostics or whatever, but I think these stories are important. There are stories that bring us enlightenment and, and, So, you know, to continue hopefully answering this question that I'm doing in a very messy way maybe, but um, of that dance is that can you step in to your inner king even though a lot of people and maybe even your significant partner right now are going to tell you that that's not comfortable for them? Can you be warrior enough, you know, which is one of the archetypes of, of being in your kingdom, right? Can you be warrior enough To step in to that dude who's like, nah, I'm going to have enough direction and wherewithal of my self-righteousness to be a king here to say, I'm sorry if you don't like that I'm stepping into my best self, my biggest gift that I want to be able to serve the world through with purpose, finally sorry, but I'm doing it anyway. Like, don't even be sorry about it. Like, no, like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that because I am a man with purpose. And I am a king who walks with the knowingness that I'm stepping into something that is for the good of all, including the person who's asking you to resist it. (laughs) So at the end of the day, you're actually serving them. So maybe you can look at it from that perspective of like, look, you know you I love you so much but or I love you so much and that's the reason why I'm going to step into my inner king by doing this work and by looking at my ego shit and by looking at my shadows and you know darkness and calling it all up and it is going to stir up our relationship and it's going to feel yucky and you're going to get probed and uh, asked to step up too And as a king, that's the only fucking woman I want to be with is a queen. So let's do this shit together, or not at all. And you—that's your warrior. He has to make that decision. So, and that goes for both men and women. I mean, women we would call it something else, maybe than a warrior. I'm going to call it a warrior because we're working with men here, so (laughs) we get what that means, right? We're—it's a battle, and it is (laughs) warrioress. Yeah, I mean something like that. I don't know. There is actually an archetype that I can't think of the name right now in the union. You know psychology method. But, um, so, you got to just fucking do it because why? Because it's the truth. <laughs>
0: yeah. And <laughs> because your it feels truth. amazing when you do because you actually feel alive. And that's the thing with these people in these relationships where, you know, they're shutting each other down, allowing each other to be sh- allowing themselves to be shut down by the other is they're just fucking miserable. They're just yeah. sitting in these relationships feeling Victim. dead. Mm-hmm. And like I have moved on from so many relationships because I was like, this is holding me back. And that's just the type of person I am. Like I am not going to be in something that holds me back. Like maybe I'm there for a season. It has a purpose, but if it is no longer in alignment, my truth, my purpose, what I am here to Mm -hmm. live my life doing is really the only thing that matters. Nothing else matters.
1: And the, that's a question of patience too, right? Because that's like my fucking problem. Like, let's go. Like, what are we waiting for? Like, hurry up. I don't want to drag you, you know? But it's also the feminine would be patient, right? And she would say, hey, okay, I see where you're at. But I think there's like this, this little middle ground thing that we don't talk about enough. And it's, setting boundaries and setting a, a time period is a boundary because we're in this linear human form that uses time as one of our constrictions. So set a fucking time limit, right? It's like, hey, I'm not going to sit here forever while you try to figure out if you're going to do the work and step into your shit, you know, step in your inner king and, or inner queen for that matter, or whatever it is you need to do but I am going to stay because I love you and I can see your potential and I want you to do that work. And I want to be with you because I choose you, but I'm not going to let it go into an abusive place where I'm now just allowing my life to pass me by in this limited time I have, because you have not been pushed enough. And the warrior has the sword and the warrior probes the person to move, you know, like go, go right. forward, move forward. Yeah. Even if it's a little bit, show me. And so setting a time frame for that, I think is totally reasonable, you know? Oh, yeah. And make the time frame reasonable. What does that look like for you? You got to figure that out. How much of your life do you want to spend sitting here? And if you're like, I'm fucking over it. I don't want to spend any more of that time. Then go to your partner and be like, dude, I'm fucking over it. I don't want to spend any of more of my time doing this. And I'm about to leave. That might be the shaking they need. Right. or if you can be patient then go to your partner and say hey i can be patient for three more months but i want to see this type of progress and here's what it wants to look like i need you to you know i don't know go to a therapist uh you know d- let's go together let you know whatever whatever it is for them or for you but you got to you got to voice it you got to like put it outside your body otherwise you're just in there as a victim miserable nothing's changing you're, you know, too deep in your lover archetype, which I think is a lot of the men that are drawn to us have a, actually a more feminine, uh, more developed feminine energy, which is why they're drawn to us. So it maybe has a more masculine feminine energy or masculine energy, more developed masculine energy. I don't know if I said that correctly, Um, which is beautiful because guess what? We fit like a puzzle piece and we want to have that dance. And they probably drew drew in a woman just like us and if they're in a relationship, into their lives as well, who has that same kind of dance that they're playing with. If she is not conscious, then she may use her, you know, maybe in this case, masculine energy to direct your life somewhere you don't want it to fucking go. And if you want to be the man in that relationship, then you better figure out how to direct your life where you want it to go. <laughs> it's like, it's, a, it's complex and also so simple, right? It always yes. comes to the simplest things.
0: Yeah, it is. I think for like looking at my own life, I know I spent so many years in a religion that was not in alignment with my truth and how I was really feeling. I wanted to be embodying and living my life. And um, I spent many, many, many years in a relationship that also did the same thing where I felt very shut down, very controlled. And like, I think after those experiences and then coming into my truth and finding my bliss and my purpose and my power, I am just at a point like, I don't fucking have time to deal with any of that shit anymore. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, and I'm happy to have the conversation about it of like, hey, like, this is where I would really love this relationship to go. But if I'm getting resistance and I bring it up like, you know, two or three times and nothing is shifting, it's like, all right, done. Peace out. Nice seeing you. Like, appreciate what we had. Love you so fucking much, but I'm not in this anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And in a way, you know, the relationships I'm sure you're making with your clients, the relationships with people who come like my OnlyFans is the only place that I like, have this type of deeper relationship with people because that's where I can DM with them and video chat with all these things. So, which is so crazy because OnlyFans has this reputation for pornography and you know, for all these other uses. And I'm using it for, there is, you know, I'm selling sexuality on the forefront, like I said, like you can buy sexy pictures and videos and these type of things there. But you can also get into this work with me there which is I'm sure very similar to what you're doing. And in that, you know, for me it's in the DMS and in the behind the scenes of my only fans is where I'm having this, these relationships, cause they are right. They're relationships with these men <clears throat> on a more intimate level than they've probably been with any other person, because I'm going to fucking go there. Obviously that's what I'm here to do, you know, and I'm going to call it out of them. If they're willing, then they come and they they play. Um, and It is a relationship and that's a relationship I'm willing to sit for because first of all, I'm being paid to sit for it, which by the way, please do not underrate. I'm sure you can back me on this. Please don't underrate. If you're listening to this paying for the accountability factor and paying for uh, a place to show up to do this work, because that's the only way I've ever been successful in in my own personal life like I said earlier I got a therapist you know I knew I had to show up and that's what also spawned me to do the dream journaling every day because I knew when I I told that to my therapist I'm doing this I want you to hold me accountable you know so paying someone to be accountable to is one of the most like uh it's a it's a shaking you know it shakes you awake in a sense and this is what we're here to do. Uh, It allows you to finally have somewhere to be accountable to do your work and to show up for and to, and whatever way that comes through, you you know, go find a therapist that works for you, but whatever your modality, some men just go to the gym and pay for a membership and a a personal trainer, you know, that starts cracking something open in them. But that exchange of like getting into relationship with someone, yes, it's a, there's a, a, in relationship, it always has to be mutually beneficial. You know that's why we would stay in one. Why would anyone stay in a relationship that is like one-sided and no one person's not getting anything out of it? No one would stay for that. So, however you make a relationship mutually beneficial, whether it's through money or whether it's through intimacy exchange, um, like in a partnership or money, and you get intimacy exchange for it, or whatever your whatever your mutually beneficial exchange is, um, that relationship can be patient enough for you if you set it up right, right? Like, if you're like, yeah, I want to, you know, meet this queen on, on the grounds she's at, but I just don't feel like I'm quite there yet. And I don't even know how to get there. It's so overwhelming. Cool. Go pay a therapist or Sarah Rose or go to my OnlyFans, you know, like find somewhere that is going to be happy to hold the space for you for the time that you need it and show you the way so that it's not overwhelming and break it down for you. It is out there. There's no fucking excuse of why you didn't do it. Da 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 da, da. It's there's so many places that you can find this shit for your own convenience at your own pace, all of that. Um, and so if your partner is not the person holding the time that you need for you, you know, to, to show up, well, someone who is and it doesn't mean find it in a romantic partner even you know which that might be part of the way as well that might be part of the factors but it's out there dude it's out there like <laughs> you just have to look I yeah. don't know did I go like, off a tangent yes always, <laughs> <Only> so,
0: always. <laughs> like this is what I tell the guys in my man on fire program I'm like you're you're the ones that are here but are you still making excuses mm-hmm. and like that's the thing like we can know and I'm always looking at my own life too like where am I making excuses you know and it's it shows up for everybody definitely not saying that I am beyond it right like I haven't been on a jujitsu mat in the last nine months and like that fucking eats at me so bad and I have real legitimate reasons why that has not happened and I'm like looking at myself like they're all just fucking excuses (laughs)
1: I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. I was going to say, sometimes we do need it. Like, okay. So like, you probably are listening. If you're listening to me, like, damn, Mercedes is fucking gnarly. Like she's a little like angry or something. I'm not, I'm actually in like the most, like this is the most love I've ever felt in my body ever. And when I talk to myself, I have to come off of this ledge and be like, girl, you got this. Let's take a bath. Like be gentle. Like, you know, step back, you know, relax into your femininity because, that's where, you know, you want to spend a lot more of your time because you've been living this rigid life and trying to be the, you know, the man that you didn't have growing up or you know, whatever, you know, my my things are, which that's a whole nother topic. um, But, yeah, sometimes we do need to relax into and, and self-care and like be kind to ourselves and all of that. But I have this feeling that a lot of the men that especially you and I are speaking to, I think, through our work is um, they are already they don't have the structure that they want that they need they don't want it they don't know they don't know they want it yet but (laughs) that's what they need to get to where their goal that they're trying to go and so um and they come to a woman because they're like oh that's the softness I'm comfortable here i know this this feminine energy i know this thing and so if you can be a woman who also can you know have the agility to jump into this other other polarity of like Yes, I can hold you and be gentle with you and be kind and love you and be a woman, you know, here, but I also am going to be a fierce female warrior, you know, with that, which is, which is real. Like I am not going to stand for your shit. So you got to show up or don't like those are your two fucking options. You're not a victim. You get to choose. Yes.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. It's been so amazing talking to you. I do want to get in a couple of cards from let's talk about sex. And, um, so let's, this I've got this amazing deck here. It's, let's talk about sex deck. Um, my it's from car, uh, Games for Humanity. My uh, co-host Erin Hickok, who's with me on a lot of the shows, she created these, and so we play it on every uh, episode, Love. and it's just super fun. So I'm just gonna randomly pick a card. Okay, see what shows up. So it says, "My dream lover is." Blink, blink, and
1: blink. Mm -hmm. Mm. My dream lover is conscious, fully integrated. (laughs) And I want to say like, it's some sort of like rock hard, strong piercing is really, it's penetrative. I mean, it's very sexual because I guess we're talking about sex here, but yeah, that that man is you know i have this um practice i do where i basically envision this is going to maybe make some people feel weird but go with it go with me here it's not going to make you feel weird i'm not worried about you <laughs> um you know it's about the holy love making is the nice way to put it but really it's about fucking god so it's like about how can you fuck the as a female four foot dick of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Like it will fill you up completely. You will have no space for anything else. And as a female in her femininity, in her feminine energy, what could be better? Literally nothing. And so I think for me, it's like this guy or this ideal idea of, of, of this God, this King, this man who has like fucking figured out, who he is, he has some sense of direction. And by the way, there is, there is wavy lines on the ends of all those sentences, because it's never, you've figured it out, period, done, like, you know, exclamation point, you're never going to visit that sentence again. No, it's, you're constantly figuring it out, but you have done some of your work to get to a place where you are whole, you know, you are integrated, your dark sides, your demons, your duality, you have allowed that shit to really get in there, resonate, had probably some dark nights of the soul, risen from the ashes, you know, you've slayed the the dragons or however you want to say it. And you are coming and showing up in a relationship as that full blown man, you know, and that's what a man is to me is a, a man is a full blown masculine Integrated his femininity because you're also, you know, part that's your energy as well. And he has shown up in the relationship. By the way, can you imagine like being in a relationship with me? I mean, it's probably not easy and not always fun. And it's going to ask a lot of you. You have to come with a lot of strength and consciousness. And I'm going to fucking test you. And what king would not want to be tested that wouldn't be much of a king would he he wouldn't be much of a king if he didn't want to show up in that those those full in that fully embodied state
0: I think so many guys see women like us and they're they're just like oh I would give anything to be in a relationship with her like how
1: amazing would it be
0: (laughs) and I love how you're just like can you imagine how hard it would be That's why
1: anyone who's daring enough, you know, I'm like, yes, let's put you through the fucking test. (laughs) Are you willing to, what is like, (laughs) what is the Indiana Jones, you know, the penitent man shall pass or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like you got to be ready to do the test. If you're not even ready to fucking stand up and say, yeah, I'm going to come and do my work. Even though the chick in my relationship doesn't, doesn't want me to do that. You haven't passed the test, brother. Like She's testing you. The woman in her, the female in her, wants nothing more than for you to do the work and actually resist the fact, you know, resist what she's saying because she knows what she's saying isn't true deep down in the subconscious. Mm -hmm. She might not surface level know, but she fucking knows. So you show up for that work, might not even work out on that relationship because she might not realize it in that relationship. But trust me, the queen you're trying to call in will recognize that shit.
0: Oh, yeah, if you have a hunger and a desire in you to grow and to become the man you want to be, to be the king, to be the god figure, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and you're letting yourself be held back. you're choosing to not step into that. it it's just weakness. And women can sense it from a mile away. They are not attracted to it, and it will shut down any relationship. You may still be in the relationship physically, but, the emotional connection there, the respect is just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah. And I feel like in this society we also like, you know, we it is important to be said that yeah, we get raised to have either the macho jerk or the, you know, the 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 wimpy um uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of David Data's word right now, words right now, but I can't think of what he calls the wimpy um I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't really anyway,
1: remember, yeah. Yeah, you get the idea. One is very Flaccid and one is very rigid if we want to keep yeah. talking about sexual things. Um and and it's it's very much uh nurtured into us. So it's not to say you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong and shaming you and pointing it out. No, it's to say, cool, recognize where this is not fucking serving your life for the highest good. This isn't serving you, your purpose, your dharma. Recognize where that is not serving you. If you're too deep into the 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 soft wimpiness or you're too deep into the macho jerk, you know? And fucking come to some balance. Like it's your responsibility. Like it's y- only your responsibility. There is no one's going to do it for you. It's up to you to show up for this work.
0: Well, okay, Mercies. This has just been I wish we could go on for days and days and days. I'm like, I feel like this conversation should just never end.
1: <laughs> it won't because it's in your work.
0: And it so it's oh lives God. on. But it's also just such a breath of fresh air for me, like just woman to woman. I know we've got listeners, but like just being with a woman like you that just so embodies her queen, and you're just oh, thank you. so incredibly gorgeous and powerful, and you just fucking own it all. And like, huh, part of me just feels like crying <laughs> with relief. I'm like, Aww. oh my God, she's amazing, and she's out there doing this work. And like, it's really, it just touches me to the core to be here with you. Aww. So you. I received so. that,
1: and it's seriously 100% likewise. Um, actually I think you're a major inspiration to the work I'm doing now who you know the calling that I really designed for myself I said who are people out there doing work that speaks to me and where I already feel you know I have an entryway and have gifts to back it you know what I mean and as I was designing that idea you definitely came to mind because the work you're doing is it's bold like it's dangerous. You know what I mean? It's dangerous in the sense of, uh, it's for the highest good it's truth, but it's also against most of what we've learned in society of how we're supposed to hold women and women regarding sexuality and all of these things that you tap into. And then women, you know, through sexuality speaking to men about their highest good. So like there's just all these caveats that are so taboo and, um, contradicting to society's belief, right? But there, the contradiction is the truth. Anyway, so I'm trying to tell you that your work is a huge inspiration to me, and I, I really took it into consideration when i coming up with my own flavor or my own recipe for what I'm going to do um, for this part of my life. So I thank you for your inspiration coming on our show, uh, The Magic Hour, and like giving the gift to our listeners as well, because I think that what you're doing is um, incredibly needed. I'm hoping that, you know, you and I and whoever is listening, like we build this army of women and men who are willing to step into the fucking fire with this work and be like, yeah, I'm going to get burned by some people that are going to shame me and shit on me, but it's worth it because it's, it's what's needed.
0: And like you said, it's the truth. Where can they find you?
1: Uh, you guys can find me on my Instagram is where I'm putting up all kinds of goofy ass shit lately, but, um, having so much fun doing it. So at Mercedes Terrell, uh, that'll lead you to my only fans. You can get to my podcast from there, or you can go also to follow my podcast. This is at the magic hour, but magic is spelled M A J I C for Mercedes and Jade, my co-host. Um, So those are basically the two best places. If you're a Facebook person, it's uh, facebook.com backslash Mercedes Terrell official. That's good enough, isn't it? You guys can find me through those mechanisms. Yeah, those platforms will start you off.
0: And we will have it all in the show notes as well. So, all right. Kisses, beautiful queen. Love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. And I hope to see you very soon. And that is sex and Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time
1: lovers. Down tonight. Yeah.